0: Um, welcome back to the I'm Talking Here podcast. I'm your host Tom, and as always, I'm joined by Gideon. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <I'm> Benjamin, <laughs> say hello.
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> hello. Um, as you might have realised, this has been quite a long hiatus, but um, welcome back to the show. Uh, I hope you've been well. Hope you're keeping safe in these times. Um, today, we've got a very interesting podcast coming out for you. We're going to be speaking about a favourite director of our Steven Spielberg. We've each watched two of his films. We're going to speak about them, speak about him more generally, a bit about his directing style, maybe try to rank these films. Um, but before that, a nice little new segment on the show. I think we're going to go around each of us and just say a couple of things we watched this week, some thoughts about it, and maybe some people listening might find uh, some inspiration and something to watch during these isolation times. So um, go on, let's let us start with you, Gideon. What have you watched this week? Um,
2: well, as you probably have imagined, I've watched a fair amount of movies this week due to having nothing to do. Um In fact this is the first activity I've actually partaken in this week. But um <laughs> congrats. I was yeah, so I've watched yesterday I watched a movie called Three Identical Strangers, which I know oh, you told you actually yes. told me about that, I think last year, and I hadn't watched it up until now, but fantastic and, documentary about yeah. um, just about three brothers who didn't know they were brothers because they were separated from birth and no, then I they, they, they had there's me. a reunion and they're twins and they, they have a reunion 20 years later and it all takes over there. it's it was a fascinating story so I definitely recommend
0: that uh I also watched I mean, I'd just like to point out it's a bit more than that as well if you if you think it's just about that it gets much yeah, deeper yeah. than that I mean, it, yeah it, it... yeah yeah, it's alright. I just, do it
2: out there. Of course, of course, it escalates a lot. And, but apart from that, I watched another movie called "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" That was, oh, yeah, yeah awesome. two days ago, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I
0: haven't yeah. watched any of those. Really, really
2: brilliant really, really really
0: really film. Yeah. Well, Melissa McCarthy.
2: Yeah. Very, very good film. But about how Melissa McCarthy plays. Um, um a writer called lee israel who she's like struggling so she decides to start forging letters by
1: oh yes yeah. by yeah.
2: famous writers in history and just making a profit out of it
0: and richard e grant comes along for the ride.
2: oh yeah and he was nominated for the oscar as well it was yeah but yeah. not no, they definitely stood out as the best thing about the film but
1: that's
2: nice. very very good film Nice. Yeah, uh, and obviously there's plenty of other things, but I don't want to overload you. No, no, of course, of course. Do so square, square
1: eyes. Sounds,
0: <laughs> sounds good, kid, you already have square eyes. Benjamin, <laughs> what, have you, uh, what have you been watching this week?
1: Well, I've been enjoying the range of uh, movies uh, or uh, and series that Netflix got to offer. The great oh, saviour of all coronavirus um, spectacle uh, going on. Um, so I've enjoyed this, this very new, it's just recently came out, Unorthodox. Uh, oh, uh, You've yeah. not watched it
0: yet,
2: No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it. Well, I so we
1: haven't good. seen it. It's about this woman called Esty, and uh, she's in this ultra Orthodox uh, Jewish, uh, what was it called? Could you say that?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not sure you're allowed to say that, but you know, for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm
2: not watching it.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and how she uh, tries to leave it and her, uh, and her experiences from that. And it's based on a true story by uh, Deborah Feldman. I think she's quite famous in the States uh, and it's based on her story. It's very, very good and extremely well made. Um, very nice. Very then I've nice. also picked up the series. I mean, that's actually probably a classic by now. Mad Men. Ah, very
2: interesting. Oh, you started yes. watching Mad Men? I've started watching
1: Mad Men.
2: Oh, I'm watching Mad Men uh, at the moment. I would like is, season five.
1: I'm just in the beginning. I mean, taking place during the 60s, end of the 50s. Uh, these um, absolute Super
0: a great show that's a great show
1: yeah.
2: yeah it is very good
0: all right very nice uh last but not least and you tell me yes i've uh i've also as we all have been making use of netflix but i've actually been quite binging the documentaries recently oh,
1: um
0: okay. and probably the best of the bunch i would say is icarus about icarus.
2: the uh oh, I've russian, to see
0: that. About the russian doping scandal at the olympics um really fascinating it's a documentary that starts off with just um one guy who tries to cheat the system and tries to dope in order to win an amateur cycling event but it just escalates from there once all the when the russians got banned from the olympics and so on and so forth so that would definitely be the pick of the um, documentaries i watched uh in terms of <clears throat> in terms of anything else um i watched a stand-up comedy special by john mulaney the John Mulaney oh. and the Sat Lunch Bunch. I don't know if you know John Mulaney. He's the guy who does um, Andrew on Big never Mouth. Never seen any of his stuff. No, no. On Big Mouth. Oh, he's Andrew on Big Mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, hilarious. It's like a fake kid mm. show, and he just takes the piss with a bunch of kids. And mm. Jake Gyllenhaal turns up, and um, uh, Natasha Leon from uh, Russian Dolls in yeah, as she's... well.
2: And I went just a new black,
0: of course. And I went just a new black, of course. Yeah, very, 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 very funny. Uh, it's only, yeah. I think it's only 75 minutes or something. So very short, very easy to watch. Uh, and that's what I would recommend. And before we end that section of the
2: podcast, I just wanted to say, because I didn't realise that we were actually including television series in um, our recommendations, but I did watch a mini series this week called Years and Years on BBC iPlayer. Oh, yes, I Absolutely. Yes. have to recommend that absolutely
1: it's
2: it's kind of uh it follows one family but um follows them throughout so it skips years in each episode it follows them over 15 years basically but yeah uh, yeah just how the world changes politically and everything and it's just like predicts how the future's going to be in britain but it's brilliant and also i forgot to mention (laughs) <laughs> the best one i've seen <laughs> just one yeah, more God, thing so <laughs> yeah i up just got to list here. over 4 million items so uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the best film i've seen this week was called leave no trace and it was absolutely phenomenal it's yeah. about um, yeah. it's in that amazing? absolutely brilliant it's it hasn't got a particularly like
0: is it proven is it even cast it's the girl that's in jojo rabbit um, oh I think it might be, yeah. I yeah. Think it might be, but, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought
2: I recognised it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's about um a man who lives in the woods with his daughter, basically, and then yeah, they kind of get found out, and then it's basically their lives after that. But yeah, I don't want to ruin anything about that film. But it's yeah, fantastic film, and I have to admit that I cried at the end. But
0: hey i don't want to force you to cry everyone everyone cries in movies everyone cries in.
2: yeah i cry probably too much
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) all right very nice so hopefully some people found some inspiration in that a lot of netflix uh, of course in the isolation times but um anyway time to move on to our main section of the podcast Mm. Uh, time to to speak about steven spielberg yes Um, Mm. so as i said before each of us watched two of his films uh, i think most of us have seen most of the films but i think most of us have at least seen two at, at least two of us i've mm. seen every film that we yeah. speak about i think all of the films have been seen by at least one of us so it should yes be... yes yes exactly exactly um and it'll be interesting to see if we can find any similarities differences whatever between them um, i met
2: at, but... at least two of us by the way obviously one of us because yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, continue, Tom.
2: You're
1: um, you Does anyone want to start? Does anyone have a burning
0: passion to begin this discussion?
1: Well, I, I mean, I started quite early into uh, Stephen's career with yeah. uh, Jaws from 1975.
0: Uh, I still can't believe you've never seen that before.
1: Yeah. No. That's crazy. crazy. Uh, and I have to say, what an experience. What an experience. Uh, So for the very small population that haven't seen Jaws yet, I mean, it is about uh, this police, uh, chief of police um, at uh, an island called Amity Island. There's this beach paradise. uh, And he he discovers that there's shark attacks going on and then. Well, they try to cover it up, and more people get killed. And, um, and then it, it all kind of ends with them um, uh, going out for a hunt after this massive shock. Uh, but it is incredible, and uh, it was quite fun because it is one of the great... And um, I think if you want to compare Spielberg's other movies uh, with it, I think it's a bit more playful because he's young Uh, he's trying out Mm. yeah uh, he's trying out new stuff he's not so you know it's quite it's quite groundbreaking
0: this movie in a way i think in terms of like just the horror genre in general and yeah and just to say and in terms of visuals
2: and stuff like that although nowadays it might seem like like quite outdated the shark was thought of as like completely groundbreaking in those days and on your point about the like the more playful um idea of spielberg i don't know like i think that spielberg's general direction of films he he's more lighthearted like i'd say most of his films actually are like not too adult for children to watch but that's what's so good about him he can touch upon like adult themes and make his mm-hmm. films quite scary but at the same time he never goes he's never too graphic so that like younger audiences can't watch it which i really do you like about
1: him? No, yeah, Jaws is very right? much
2: for the ages.
1: Yeah, yeah. And well, I wouldn't
2: well, watch if I was five, but like.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I All right, no, no five-year-olds listen to this tough. podcast, yeah. please don't go see Jaws. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I think the visuals they still hold up quite well for being 1975. That's why, yeah, that's
0: what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that, like, even if you think it's outdated when you watch it, I I think it looks better than some films that are made after that. Genuinely.
1: No, Just no, it's true, so, yeah. And and it's still I mean it's still scary sometimes. So I mean that's a proof that it, it still works. That's yeah. that's the proof of a good director.
0: Yeah. I mean of course it's the it's the it's the masterclass intention, really, isn't it, Jaws Just the hard the like when you you know it's coming. And classic and the, score. Of course, yes yeah, so yeah, it's the score of course. Um yeah. like everyone everyone knows that. Everyone
2: knows
0: that. Like Yeah. I mean he really made a kind of he made, like, a, a classic. A real classic.
1: Yeah. And
0: you
2: know it, know I would say... Made an, no, go on, go on. Um, I just wanted to say about... I'd say he made, an, like, an imprint about... on the shark attack genre. But if you compare it to shark attack films these days, um, they're all absolutely rubbish, so... Yeah, do it's you shark do shark know any other
0: good shark attack <laughs> film? Huh? I don't know any. Any good shark no. attack film?
2: No, I'm saying, I'm saying that you think you're that... You're
0: a master of the genre of shark attack. I <laughs>
2: know. <laughs> no. I'm saying that shark attack films are quite common, and yet they all seem to be extremely rubbish. I mean, I saw one recently. It was called, I think it was called The Shallow. I think it was from a few years ago, which is the only other decent shark attack film there has been. It's surprising because Spielberg seemed to set a formula that worked and then everyone else, like, it's just it's just not been improved upon, which is strange.
1: Or uh, maybe, maybe he just succeeded that much that he made it into such a classic mm. that mm. everything else will just look like a cliche. Whenever you have a shark
0: movie, you'll automatically compare it to Jaws, aren't
1: you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that of makes course.
1: Makes the entire thing impossible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
2: just think it's a particularly bad, like, like type of film that's made these days.
0: <laughs> They're all right. That's true. <laughs> mm. True. True. Um, <laughs> What, was I, what I was going to say is that I don't, like, I mean, it's been a few years since I watched it, but what the, the, the acting isn't as memorable as maybe some of the other movies that we've seen. But it still manages to very much hold out on its own as probably one of the best Spielbergs.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I mean, definitely. I think uh, the relationship between Robert Shaw, who plays Quint, the the sailor, and Hooper, this uh, play by Richard Dreyfuss, uh, this I don't know marine biologist or maritime biologist or something like that uh, they actually had a very rough time getting along uh, between each other in real life <laughs> that actually played hey, really? out. yes they hated each other they just fighting all the time and that sh- actually shows through uh, the acting but it actually just brings more passion into the movie and more of a feels <laughs> I think it's actually a good thing that they weren't on, uh, that weren't really friends so to speak. That's interesting. I like that. I didn't,
0: that's a nice little uh, piece there. I didn't know that. Um, all right. All
2: right. Mm. All right. Yes, uh, you move on. Did you? Uh, yes. Um, so I watched two absolute, well, one absolute classic, and then another. You could say. Like more lower tier film, but still very enjoyable. Um, so I watched Close Encounters from
0: 1977. Well, which... we do, it would actually make sense for us to do this in chronological order, wouldn't it? Actually? Yes. yes. Yeah. Is that the next sure. one? Has anyone got so No, no one's got a 1976 well,
2: film today. Well, considering his remarkable filmography, I wouldn't be surprised if he made three classics in between. <laughs> them, but, uh... <laughs> All right, go on, go on. So let's, um, let's have
0: your. Is it Close Encounters?
2: Yeah, Close Encounters is the third kind.
0: Um,
2: and obviously the problem with doing uh, the podcast like this is that um, I can't really ruin the ending, seeing as we haven't all watched all the films. But, sure. not ruin the ending. yeah, yeah I, Benjamin, you have seen this, haven't you? No, no. Oh, you haven't? Okay.
0: I feel like you're going to recommend this very highly, yeah. Um,
2: well, I just want to firstly say that I think it's my favourite Steven Spielberg film. I was
0: completely
2: like blown away by how good it is. Like it's unlike any other sci-fi movie that that you've seen. Like completely unrecognizable for any movies that are made nowadays. Anyway, sci-fi is just not made like it anymore. But I'll begin well, by explaining what it's to about. Better ET. Oh, I won't. I'll, I'll compare it to that later. Okay, but yeah, I it's very know. comparable to that. Um, so I just wanted to explain what it's about. So it's just <clears throat> about a man who um he basically witnesses a ufo and yeah so basically he thinks he's seen a spaceship and i don't really you can't even really go further than that um but yeah and he just spends the whole film trying to like find out more about yeah the aliens who he thinks have landed on earth
0: um and this is of course richard Dreyfus, who is also in um Jaws, obviously.
1: Yes, yes, and I mean mm. it's only some t- two years in between the
2: Yeah, of course. Ah, it's remarkable that he could make this film only two years after Jaws was released. And it's uh, it's very different to Jaws, isn't it? Oh, it's completely different. It's completely different to any like it really is not what you expect. As in, for a sci-fi alien film, it's just so like the feeling you get throughout the film is that it's not like ominous, like any sci-fi film you see nowadays, like alien invasion films that you get nowadays, they all seem to like depict the aliens as like this threatening force who instantly aliens are trying to protect themselves or like, yeah, it's, they're a danger to the world. But in this film, it's kind of, you're constantly, the humans are always in awe of the aliens and they want to find out more about them and, People are just like amazed that they've seen the aliens, which creates a like, tone in the film, which is like, it's way more lighthearted. It's not particularly like scary in any way. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's just uh, how you're does, basically how an awful film. But in terms of the technical side of it, the score is brilliant. As in there's four notes, which are very famous in the film, which you like, you'll have in your head for the next, on, for weeks time. afterwards. No, no, no. It's not. It's, it's just like four notes, which yeah. they used to communicate to the aliens. It's not. It's not a song. You want to hear it? Okay. <laughs> it's not really a singable thing. It's, it's not on, really got yeah, much yeah. of a melody. Um, I actually can't remember the five notes because I'm. Really <laughs> <want to remember. laughs> uh, wait, wait. I'll come back to that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, just. What makes the film so good is how it just subverts any stereotype you can imagine with with a sci-fi movie and the ending is particularly like jarring and kind of controversial but obviously how I'm joking. not going to explain exactly how what does, the ending is.
0: How does the UFO aliens look? Um,
2: very, very impressive for 1977. Doesn't look like men in costumes. It It looks like CGI, like very impressive CGI. Very impressive. I would take it in a a lower budget movie made, actually I wouldn't, but maybe made a lower budget movie made 20 years ago. <laughs> um oh, that's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. But the, yeah, the visuals in general are very cool. But it's the sound that really, particularly in like the, the final like section of the film when, yeah, I don't want to, I'm trying not to ruin anything, but in the final section <laughs> of the film, it uh the sound is particularly memorable. Like it's overpowering. Um, but it's an absolutely fantastic film. Definitely had to recommend. And in terms of its comparison to E.T., it is very similar in the way that...
0: So I, A- I love People don't, but I love E.T. So, uh, E.T. No, I definitely love it as well.
1: Who
0: who do you know that doesn't love E.T.? No, is it, is it, it doesn't have the best rep. As, in terms of Spielberg films, especially.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I have maybe. I have maybe. to disagree
2: with that. But in the same way that aliens are kind of like... Life not, not not on Earth is kind of embraced in that film. It is completely embraced in this film, like the science of aliens, but not the science in the way that sci-fi films nowadays like depict the science. Like like a film like Arrival, for example, where um, aliens yeah. arrive on Earth. There's a constant ominous tone, and yeah. in terms of the science of it, it's kind of it's not a curious. It's not it's not a curiosity. It's more Trying to protect yourself, it's nothing like that. Close Encounters, kind of, it's all, always positive, basically. And yeah, just say,
0: that's all we were saying about just the playful atmosphere of Spielberg's films in general. I think, hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, I think there's a similarity between Jaws and Close Encounters because, in, in a sense, I don't believe that uh, Spielberg tries to depict the shark in Jaws as a bad character. More, he, he more I think he more feels bad no 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 that, the, Yeah I mean and, I wouldn't say has a
2: personality
1: but. <laughs> No but if if you understand me that I mean it's the humans that are more despicable than the shark almost how they try to cover it mm. up. And it's right, also, right. how yeah. he tries to depict the aliens I mean it's, it's not the aliens aren't the bad ones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe it kinda of points the why it's so so successful is that he kind of residents the brain of typical movies in in both that well he does it first with sharks then he does it with aliens like you you expect them to be running away but actually they're friendly Mm. and it's interesting twist that he puts on it Mm.
2: and it's just like
0: every spielberg film obviously there's exceptions
2: but in most spielberg films there's this he's so good at like making a film good on like a human level as in his mainly his films run on like sentiment the emotion that you feel throughout, but it never like gets sappy. It's never like overly sentimental. It's kind of, he disperses it very well throughout the film. So throughout the film, you have like, you're always emotionally connected. And it's not like one scene specifically is forcing you to, to cry or anything, but he just subtly gets the emotion out of you, which I just think he does so well. And he's done it in all his best films.
0: Fair enough. All right. What do we have? Yes. I don't then think I'm on. next. I'm not next. I think the color purple is next, actually. was 1985.
2: Mm. Oh god, in... I haven't seen this. So is that, oh,
1: this is you, Benjamin? Color purple. Oh yes. Uh, so the color purple from uh, 1985 actually, where well, Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey they made made their debut. Actually, the great uh, Woman. Yes, mm. this is. This was the first movie ever. Andy and Danny Glover. And Definitely Danny Glover playing mm-hmm. Albert. Uh, a wonderful cast. Uh, and it, uh, the story is more about uh, this woman, Seely, and you get to follow her through, I, I don't know, four decades, and how she struggles to find her own identity, uh, just enduring a lot of abuse, first by her father, and then by <laughs> husband and all different kinds of men uh, mm. throughout the years and I mean it ends with uh, oh careful yeah I won't ruin it for you but uh, <laughs> I think you'll have to see, watch it for yourself but anyhow I mean this was one of the great movies of 1985 I think <laughs> talk to my parents that were young around that time uh, I mean this <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the great ones. Um, mm. And did, talk- did you personally enjoy it? I did, I did. I, especially, we talked about how Spielberg depicts uh, I don't know, keeping you emotionally attached. Uh, and I think this movie does mm. that beautifully. It puts a lot of weight in the uh, one-on-one uh, shots with... Different actors, so that you build up relationships uh, with them individually. Um, and, hmm. and you can sense that, I mean, that's 10 years after Jaws. And uh, I mean, you can definitely sense uh, that Spielberg has kind of refined uh, how to deal with the. Uh, interactions between actors and um, that's interesting
0: I mean he made yeah. he made eight movies between yeah. <laughs>
1: between the two
0: which is which is pretty mental eight years yeah. eight movies in ten years but yeah, yeah I mean
1: is there a sense that he's matured in a way then definitely and I mean it's it is it is a very touching story about playing out in the deep south uh I mean, what get, do you get, can you I even
0: mean,
2: go on kids. Would you compare it to any other films like it? Like, even not Spielberg films, would you compare it to any others? Like, th- films set in the Deep South?
0: Um, well, I I mean, Especially, what I was going to say is that it kind of limps to the fact that, I mean, is there anything to say about the fact that he's a white Jewish man telling a story about <laughs> Afri- African Americans in the Deep South? Like, no. just sort of Quentin tarantino kind of, mm.
1: obviously a
0: very, very different movie, but the same <laughs> idea that, that you, know, you kind of get criticised for not for representing
2: something that's not yours yeah. to represent. I mean, I wouldn't exactly identify Quentin Tarantino as the most realistic depiction.
0: But Django has a lot to say about black rights and slavery. Yeah,
2: and yeah, I'm sure. But I wouldn't say it's the most human or I'd say, I'd definitely recommend 12 He's a Slave Over, Django Unchained. If yeah, but, no, but,
0: but yeah. I, was, I was kind of comparing it to another white director.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Obviously, Uh, Steve McQueen.
1: uh, There's no movie coming to my (laughs) mind. I feel the sense uh, when this, the feeling uh, when this movie uh, came. I think the the novel, uh, The Color Purple, I think it came in 1982, 1983. So they were actually quite quick with picking it up uh, as a movie. And I think it was more about. It was a book. uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, ah, cool. I didn't know
0: that.
2: Wow, that was yeah. a, very quickly then. Yes. Even Close Encounters of the Book, I didn't even realize. Oh, really? Yeah. And
1: Jaws. <laughs> as well.
2: And Jaws. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: I mean, he's a bloody book,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll talk to it later, but mine, and, mine are both based on things as well, so interesting. It's so strange these- how basically every film is. You think yeah, they are the original? Girls, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's quite hard to. You, everyone gets inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I think only. I think what we're trying to say is that only Spielberg is able to kind of portray the stories in the way that he does, like yeah. know, in a human way, as such. Sorry. Anyway, what I was saying is that, <laughs> is that is it is it? Can you tell from the film that it's a white man, a white Jewish man directing African American
1: cast? No, 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 no. I think he uh, quite close to the. Uh, feeling in i haven't read the book but I, I think he's stuck to it much more because it's it's i mean you can feel whether it's a Spielberg movie just in how how the actors and in, interact and the uh, like uh, cinematically and the, how it just catches the light and everything uh but uh no I wouldn't say so i think it definitely feels uh like he was able to to Tap into a different culture <laughs> without getting his own into uh, well, colouring too much, so to speak.
0: Very nice, very nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, I think I'm next, actually, with "Catch Me If You Can." Oh, I that film. Wow, this yeah. is this <clears throat> took me by surprise. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I mean. obviously I've seen Spielberg in the past and we're we're, we kind of already said about this kind of human emotional side of him but this is uh this is kind of a different side to him it's adventure it's exciting but I think at the same time it brings the kind of human emotional side to a to a story that could easily not have had it like someone else directing this you know uh and like anyone really like a like a Danny Boyle or a uh, I don't know anyone to be honest or Wes um, Anderson <laughs> <I'd> say a <laughs> lack no, of human no, no, no.
2: no but I you have to say that Spielberg he just he never fails to be human That's all his all his characters they never feel thinly drawn out
0: whereas what's interesting about Catch Me If You Can is that um I mean who nobody can really relate to the story I mean this guy just runs away from his parents at 16 then he, you know, kind of fakes his way to the top of top of life, to wealth, to everything. By the time he's 19, yeah. he's worth millions. Of, he's spent millions of dollars that weren't his, and Incredible. you know, he's, he's living his best life. It's unbelievably, it's a true story, which yeah, I knew. That's that crazy. That is oh amazing. yeah, of course. I, I heard the actual guy speak, and he's just like, yeah. I mean, this, the movie's pretty much completely correct, and that's <laughs> mental. I mean, uh, everybody
1: yeah, everybody's set up. I didn't know. that's That incredible story
0: yeah i mean but at the same time what i was saying is that you can't really relate to him i mean none of us have done that we'll we're, we're past 19 and none of us have, have uh, committed bank frauds but he, he manages to find a way to make the story very easily uh, like uh, easy to immerse yourself within, easy to understand and interact with and you know by the end you kind of you kind of feel for, for, even though he's you know committed ridiculous amounts of <laughs> crimes, you're kind of on his side a little bit, which is strange. But Spielberg has this way of kind of making you on the side of the characters that maybe you're not meant to be on the side of. Um,
1: True. I,
0: True. I, I, I loved it. I think um, Tom Hanks, of course, the great Tom Hanks. Oh, which yeah, I would yeah.
2: discuss of... in the other film that I've watched as well.
0: And, and the yeah, other anyway. film I've watched as well. Of course, he,
2: he does love Tom Hanks. Yeah, he loves Tom Hanks.
0: I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? No, we all
2: love Tom Hanks. Plays a,
0: he doesn't play a very Tom Hanks character, I have to say, in this one. At times, we pretty unharkened. He's not fully,
2: yeah, he's not the nice
0: guy. Yeah, but um, still, I mean, a wonderful performance. I and mean, of course, it's, it's a very early Leo, and everyone loves early Leo, you know. Um, And it's just it's just a brilliant film, honestly. I couldn't, couldn't recommend it highly enough. It's just, it's quick-paced, I mean, it's not the it's not the longest, but it's not the shortest, and it goes by so quickly, like one. Uh, how long is it? I remember yeah. it being quite long. It is. It's two hours twenty actually. So it's long, yeah. It's well, long. It's I, mean, I, I, I mean, there's testament to it. I didn't feel like it at all. I mean, so what proud.
2: films do you mean why? You've just been watching Lord of the Rings every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um. But yeah. Brilliant film. I mean, I, I do you guys. I mean, I presume you both like that like that
1: film. I didn't Yeah, it. I did. Totally it, it is. It is one of my true favorites. I don't know why, really. I think it's because of, he just. It's it's in the sixties, uh, but it's not only that. It's how he he makes it feel slightly Bondesque. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. And but at the same time. As a youngster, I think you can connect to this guy, even though that's, that's the thing is that at times you forget
0: this kid's 19. But then I don't know Spielberg has a way of making you realize in those moments that actually is still 19, even though it, it doesn't feel like it because he's you know he's he's like being a co-pilot on a on an airline and like stupid shit like
1: that. I mm. think it's because Spielberg he puts he puts effort into the personality of the character more than the age of him and uh, uh, that catches you every time uh, it's very very clever like very well made I
0: have to yeah say. i have to say also the production design on catch me if you can is brilliant like it's 2002 and and it could be a 2016 movie very easily and it, it looks flawless if if it like this there it's set so nicely like everything looks right for the 60s etc etc
2: I can't think of a single film that he's made that doesn't look good. As in, he does that. I, he yeah. does it really noticeably in Catch Me If You Can. It's the way he uses the camera. There's always like a bright. It's kind of like a brightness to the screen. Mm. Like, often there's like a bright light shining in, like in the background. So there's always like a glistening like feel to the film, and he does yeah. it in the film that um that I'm going to discuss next. But
0: I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a very it's, an, it's a very happy film Catch Me If You Can even though inherently it's quite sad it's quite happy at the same time like, it's quite sad in the fact that it's a story about a 16 year old boy that had to run away from his parents because they were getting a divorce and he had to fake his way because he didn't, he didn't have anything else but Spielberg manages to make that fun and exciting and and, and you're right it's like this it's the brightness I mean I mm. can remember a lot of shots where kind of it's like it comes from the sky down to the character so you get the initial <laughs> you get the initial sound yeah. or the roof or whatever and it comes down to the character and kind of it kind of paints a picture for that for that scene right
2: it does something like subconsciously to the audience as well whereas like a lot of other films i don't want to slay him again but wes anderson <laughs> have unbelievably unsubtle ways of getting their visual style across in fact oh, it completely absolutely. dominates the whole film and that's really just pretentious really
1: there
0: are moments in the other spielberg film that i'll speak about that i think are aren't subtle and and do do come across too much but we'll come to that um okay all right bridge of spies uh yeah bridge uh, just, to, of spies. just to put it out there i think we, we we've actually managed i think more by more than by luck than judgment to actually find quite a Wide range over time of Spielberg films, yeah. starting yeah. with Jaws and ending with the post. And
2: very, very had. different
0: films as well. And very, very different films. So I think that's kind of worked out well. So anyway, got Bridge of Spies.
2: Um, yeah, Bridge of Spies, of course, much more recent, 2015. Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance. First, first things I want to discuss because they're both fantastic. As in, Tom Hanks plays characters played in many other films, but like. He always does it very well. It's Mark Rylance who is particularly good because he's more—he was more a stage actor, and then he got into film after that. And so this is where he was recognized, like as a great screen actor, and he won the Oscar for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, of course. I did it. Yeah. But he's yeah he's very very good. It's a very subtle performance um from but I, feel, I want to discuss what the film's about first. It's set in um the Cold War and Tom Hanks plays it's based on a true story and Tom Hanks plays a an insurance lawyer who's basically asked to take on the case of Mark Rylance's character who is um allegedly he, allegedly excuse allegedly. me he's there, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> in the film he is a KGB spy yeah.
1: um
2: and and uh he's yeah he's basically found out by the fbi and tom hanks is basically meant to defend him um that sounds quite simple but the film is it's it's about a lot more than that it's mainly about i'd say the friendship between um mark rylance's character and tom hanks and it's it's so Spielbergian in the way that he kind of puts the politics, I wouldn't say he puts the politics to one side because there's clearly like a, an emphasis on like American patriotism throughout the film. Mm. But the main thing I got away that I got out of the film was the friendship between um, Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance, which is they just like kind of progressively get closer and closer. And just like in so many other like films of Spielberg, there's no black and white between the bad guy and the good guy it's when you get to know them and you get to know more deeply the characters they kind of they show a good and a bad side so yeah I,
0: I, there that's never... what, yeah that's what's interesting i think that we've all discussed that is that all the characters are human in the way that they all have a good and bad side in the fact that in real life everyone has a good and bad side even if you're the bad guy in the story it's still going to have something mm. Good, mm. A good redeeming factor of course um I do, I do. Benjamin, have you seen *Bridges of
1: Yes, yes. But I mean, I, I think I think Spielberg here shows. I mean, uh, the McCarthyism, if you know, well, that's about. I mean, the the pure hate towards everything communist and, yeah. uh, and the suspicion going on in the entire like it's it's in the backbone of the Americans during that time in the sixties. Uh, I think. It, isn't it showing that as well, Bridge of Spies?
2: Yeah, there's obviously a completely political side to the film, of course. Um, yeah, and the way that a KGB spy is viewed as—he like most people in America would view a spy as far worse than like even like a serial killer. Everyone mm-hmm. in the country is calling for like him to get the death sentence throughout the film. Uh, well, we've all seen this.
0: Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes.
2: Um, yeah, but as with all his films, it, it it does boil down to that friendship, and it's always a poignant ending with Spielberg. Um, but there's always, like, yeah, there's always a tinge of sadness as well because the friendship's there, and then he ends with him kind of getting into the car, and you know that it's not going to be a good outcome because he'd said to um, Tom Hanks that if he doesn't get embraced um, by the russians then it, he would probably get killed so
0: I, mean, I, I actually i was gonna say that i, I know you said that about mark rylance but i do actually love tom hanks in this film i think he's
2: brilliant mm. yeah of course no he's always brilliant i just don't think it's special for tom hanks if you know
1: what i mean yeah yeah, um, I to show you what, classic. yeah. classic tom hanks that, that's what it is mm.
0: um but yeah no i i think actually it's one of in a weird way, it's one of my favourites. It's kind of when I was first kind of starting to get into film. It's one of the first proper films, as you might say, that I watched. Um, the and, great year uh,
1: 2015. Yeah, I
0: mean, it comes comes after the best year of film in yeah. the last in the last ten years, but um, it's hard to follow. But I actually, yeah, I I I well, just, It's very Spielberg. It's very Spielberg. Uh,
2: Debate about best
0: best best year. I think I think it's one of the last last films that he made that was very Spielberg like that had the same impact that other I didn't have the same impact obviously that Jaws and Close Encounters and that kind of thing had but it was in the style I think the things that came after we'll talk about one but also ready player one and that sort of stuff isn't Mm. you know isn't quite the same
2: of course Um, but he does show his versatility through films like that but even yeah, even I mean, with Ready yeah. Player One, it's it's still yeah, got right. that lighthearted tone, and it's it's the way he deals with complex issues that are quite like heavy, but he does it in such a subtle way, which is just very
0: just very impressive.
2: Think, I don't, I mean,
0: okay, fair enough. I don't think you just, I don't think you connect as much with the the with the, characters. the characters. Yeah, mm. the
2: characters. It's not as much on a human level. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but he's all kind of, right. Mm. No go, on, go. On.
2: No, no, no. We no, can move on. We can move on.
1: All right. Last but not least, The Post. The Post.
2: And have yeah. you both seen it?
1: Yes, I've seen it. No, I have
2: not seen The Post. But okay, I've it's... only heard negative things about it from people I have
0: seen um, it. <laughs> yeah. It, it really is. It, it, it's it's nothing special. It really isn't. It was very, very meh. It was just whatever. It was very, I mean, very oscar of course um well right, i'll of just course. explain a little uh, uh you know i'll explain a little bit of the plot you know meryl streep tom hanks you're already there with very oscar Good baity cast. Guys, oscar cast. Actors. Oh, it's yeah. an amazing you know, it's an amazing cast bob odenkirk uh sarah paulson i mean it's a great cast but what it's about it's a it's a true story again. Um. And it's just about how the washington post actually the new york times are the first people to realize they they get leaked these documents that say how the american government was knew about vietnam from the second world war and didn't Mm -hmm. do anything to stop it and i mean they they caused the deaths of of lots of americans that were unnecessary they knew they were never going to win the war but they stayed because of pride and stuff like that they found all these leaked documents and then. The, and then the New York Times gets uh, put into court for it, and then the Washington Post has to decide whether it, it posts it um, releases it or not because the president says that it's going to destroy democracy, etc., etc.
1: And, and it's also about this. Uh, what was the main character that Meryl Streep plays?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she plays. Yeah, she plays the owner of the Washington Post that has that has connections within right within the within the White House and within. Kind of higher up circles, and she has to decide whether she's going to put her reputation on the line, and then at the same time she's putting the Washington Post on the stock market, and she has to decide whether or not that that leaking these documents is going to affect that. Anyway, as you can hear, it's very it's a very uh, Oscar baity film. I don't, can you not tell? Like it's just about like leaking. Do- it's about politics and documents and people doing the right thing, and it has Mel Street in it, and it's just. really. Right. It really is. The, it, I mean, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything. It kind of is. It's, it's fine. Like, I'm not like, oh, I didn't, I didn't watch it and think, oh, it's a terrible film. I hated that. I thought, it was, yeah, it's fine. I mean, the performances are very good. I mean, Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks are never not going to be good, are they? But the performances are very good. And, you know, I mean, I, it's really one of those where I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, what I was saying earlier about the subtlety thing is what really got me, is that mm. um, Spielberg, I especially saw it in Catch Me If You Can, and obviously I know Jaws and things like that, and Jurassic Park, and the subtlety is what's so great, and the human aspects, but in this it's... Mm. It's too uh, obvious. At, yeah, at one point, uh, Mel Streep has taken over the newspaper from her husband, who's died, and at one point she goes into the board meeting, she opens the door... And it's just this row of men standing in a perfect line for her to walk through. So there's that perfect shot of that one woman in the boardroom of lots of men. And look how powerful she is as a woman because she's walking through all these men and they all say hello to her. And and she's the only woman in the crowd and she sits in the middle and there's men all around her. And it's just like, mm. all right, we get it. We get it. All right. You don't need to keep showing us the same. But topic. wouldn't you
2: say in that sort of that visual technique, is kind of symbolic he's trying to it's trying to be a symbol like example a film like the king's speech when there's say a camera on the back of his head as he's walking like to make his speech at the end of the film yeah uh like these like visual these are like symbolic of the fact that he's alone like these sorts of like you wouldn't say that Oscar baited would you you'd say that's that's kind of meant to be effective to be honest I think King's Speech is a magnificent
1: film. But that's it is. It is. It it is, is, it well, is I, agree, I agree. No, I agree. I think I think it's different. Actually, what what you're saying, Tom, yeah. that the post, I mean, it's it gets too cliche with yeah. with the, with the pictures and the depiction of the story. I mean, if you compare it to the King's Speech, I uh, I don't know, but there's a sense of originality in what's going on there, the, the, even the, though,
0: yeah, 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 completely. I mean, the post kind of shouts at you what it's trying to tell. It's trying to tell you, look at this powerful woman who's defying all the odds and is, is putting her thing on the stock market and isn't going to care if her her reputation's on the line. And look at this reporter, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, who is cares so much about freedom of speech that he doesn't care if people are trying to shut him up. He's still going to post whatever he posts. And, like, it's, it's one of those where they just keep repeating the same points over and over again. The amount of times in that film someone goes, Someone goes. Uh, Tom Hanks goes. But it's the importance of freedom of the press that we need to release this. And it's just like, all right, all right, come on, we get it. When was it released? The
1: 2017. Movie. It's
0: it's the it's the Trump. It's the it's the yeah, interesting Trump. I mean, got a nomination, I mean, though, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very masturbatory in that way. Yeah, and of course there's issues with. I mean, it may. But it, it makes its point, but it makes its point, I think, too, obviously. And that just annoyed me a little bit because I know Spielberg. I know he's better than that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about if he came into the project uh, after. And I don't know how it worked in that sense. But I just think um, it really it really wasn't my favourite. I, I think maybe it's because my expectations are very high of Spielberg. So I think this, it has to be amazing. And it wasn't amazing. So I thought it was whatever. I think that 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 that's
1: natural that happens, but I don't know. Yeah, no, he's done so much. That's absolutely I mean, it's breathtaking. It is astonishing.
0: And, yeah, I mean, but the I mean, about- he's di- he's directed 48 films, which is crazy. <laughs>
1: but
2: if you think of the films that we haven't touched upon, as in we've even compared to other classics throughout this. But we haven't even mentioned the likes of all the Indiana Jones, Shiner's list, and it's just like that's his masterpiece, isn't it?
0: Lincoln, War,
2: yeah, of course. But
0: Saving Private Ryan. Yeah,
2: Artificial Intelligence is a wonderful film. I don't know if you watched that, but that's another sci-fi which I'd say similar tonally to um to his other Um, two sci-fi. It's very different, but yeah, Terminal is decent film. Another Tom Hanks, very good performance.
0: Um. Right. What I was gonna say is, yeah, no, I mean, oh, Munich. I didn't know Munich. That's interesting. Oh yes, great. I, I, I was, I was asked as as uh, Ju- of Jewish descent ourselves, do we feel like we see any of that in in the in the films? I personally, I didn't really notice much of it. Uh, unlike in the last um, episode when we spoke about Woody Allen and we spoke about how mm. very very Jewish Woody Allen is. Yeah. Very at all, really, in, in Steven though.
1: No, no, maybe, maybe in his more Jewishly themed movies, such as Yeah, Chinders- yeah but I was,
2: <laughs> I, was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that that is definitely, yeah, uh, I do identify the Jews no, in that. But,
0: no, but that, is that, that film isn't Jewish in that sense. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, there's been the Holocaust movies. Um, directed I'm, by the yeah. Jewish people, and it kind of feels the same in that sense.
2: I mean, if yeah. a Woody Allen style character did turn
1: up in Schindler's run the <laughs> <Lord laughs> tone would for... <laughs> completely change it. Yes. Now, I think, no, I, I don't know. I, the thing about Spielberg is just how he puts a lot of effort into how to depict humanity, and he, I think he puts a lot of faith into uh, humanity in general, <laughs> whereas Woody Allen you know that's completely different he, he lost all faith in that
0: yeah, yeah i mean i mean i, I think something that we've all kind of picked up on is this that, that he likes to shoot the the person and not really the the environment yeah, he, exactly. uh, he uses uses the environment to show the person you if you kind of get what i'm saying is that he, yeah. he, sh- he films the person and that's the most important thing to show yeah. that they're human but by it's using how the person speak.
2: acts within their environment yes exactly
0: exactly um all right, so should we? I mean, we can try, try, try rank these a little bit. Um, we haven't all seen all of them, of course. That's true. I mean, for me personally, I would, I would put Jaws at the top any day of the week. Of the ones I've seen, I put Close Encounters um, top
2: for my list. Fair enough. And where would
0: you... Jaws second?
2: Um, just remind me, all six films. I haven't seen The Color Purple
0: or The Post. I've seen
2: Catch Me If You yeah,
0: but let's put this in the broader range of Spielberg. I mean, Jaws is my favourite Spielberg in general.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd say Close Encounters is my favourite Spielberg in general. Uh, of the films that we've mentioned in this podcast, I'd probably put Jaws second, then Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, yeah. I would, I
0: would, but I would,
2: in general, draw... that that wouldn't be the order I put it Fair in. But...
0: And Benjamin, our films well, that you've seen and is kind of favourite, your favourite Spielberg.
1: Well, I think Saving Private Ryan is uh, okay. one of my absolute favorites, and and I think uh, honorable mention the Indi- Indiana Jones. I mean, of just course. Course. Okay. superb classics. classics. Uh, but definitely Saving Private Ryan, I think, is is my definite sa- favorite. Uh, Schindler's pretty- List, and cinematically ones- and and all the work that I got into it, is just an amazing movie. I think those two actually yeah
0: of the two you saw jaws for you yeah
1: Yeah, i I think think just because of the impact
0: it had in general
1: it's just I i talked about the playfulness i talked about um it's just how he brings the best out of the actors and the story uh exactly definitely cool
0: all right, well that was Steven Spielberg. I think we can. I mean, any final thoughts on him as a person? I mean, I not as a person, but as a director. I mean, <laughs> I, I love the films. I think. I mean, apart from the Post and Ready Player One, but that's for another day. Um,
2: I'd say it, that when.
0: <laughs> yeah, <go on. laughs>
2: I'd say I'd just say that when most of his films are absolutely brilliant, but when he gets it wrong, like which has happened on a few occasions, but I just haven't enjoyed his films. It's kind of it will either be over-sentimental or it will just... Yeah, it will fall flat because he relies on the sentimentality a bit too much. Mm. I can think of a few films where he's done that. Um, Yeah, I actually think that it's weird to make a criticism because it's an absolutely legendary film but Schindler's list of all of his films, he's less subtle in that towards the end. Um, Let's see what you mean. But, uh, yeah overall i'd say he's enjoy, enjoy definitely on a piece of it. <laughs> i'd say he's a <laughs> <laughs> he's a very impressive director with a, a very
0: extensive filmography which is very
1: impressive yeah. but yeah. i wouldn't
2: say any of his films are my favorite films
0: yeah fair enough i mean yeah i mean uh, also shout out for him for being Jewish. great great man
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yes, great> and <laughs> anything to add on spielberg I mean, he, he's had a benchmark within cinema in general and he's an icon. And maybe it's a bit tough for him to outdo himself by now. Maybe he's done so much that's so good. It's just, he's it's, it's made it tough for himself to, to make it even better. But who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll see an absolutely amazing Spielberg yeah. movie coming up soon. I mean,
0: he's made so many classics and
1: it's just... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. He's the only
2: one that really makes films like he does. Like there's yeah. no one that really makes and he he continues to make his films in the same way he's always made them. So like it feels often like you're watching a 70s movie even if you're watching a film from this decade, which is just I think it's great that he's kind of there's still those the old guard <laughs> still still representing <laughs> represent the old yeah. guard. Yeah cool all right
0: well that was steven spielberg for everyone listening mm. Um before we end the show i think A few recommendations. Another, another new segment unbelievable i know um <laughs> we each and to recommend one two things however much we want um just for you guys to watch in the next week I mean, if you didn't like anything we've mentioned so far another few things that you guys can watch that maybe we haven't watched maybe we watched in the past um mm. but yeah and uh, we are going exclusive to movies not television here or, I mean, I mean, I think we can throw out anything, but if you want to just stick to movies, I'm happy to stick to movies. I just thought this was a movie podcast, but I guess it's turn into both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, all right. No, I'm not having a dig. I love TV. <laughs> Who would I be having a dig at?
0: <laughs> um, I mean, just recommend whatever you like it. All right, you, and you start seeing if you, you like to play it so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no. How about you start? Because if I do start, then I'm admitting I like to complain so much. So uh,
1: yeah, you start. Benjamin. I'll start. You know, I'll go straight to the classics. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I <laughs> had not watched that. No, no, I'm not expecting know. that. I was not expecting. I Actually, I was expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got the feel for the '60s movies and everything. You know, Audrey, Audrey Hepburn in Ben Foster, Tiffany's iconic <laughs> movie. Uh firm, I, think. I think. We oh, have a bit of a pervert. and Foster, Tiffany's
0: there from Benjamin. It's his recommendation. Of the no, but it,
2: it, and why do you recommend it, that above every other film?
1: It, no, it's not
2: like that, dude. It's
1: just leave no, me. Really no, 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 that
2: was a great film. Don't doubt
1: it. No, I think it's just. Um, other than it being a classic, I think it's just got this, you, you really get the feeling of the 60s in America around that day of age. Just the, uh, I mean, people could do anything. That's kind of the feeling coming up. But there's still the backside of society um, that uh, the, the film shows. So I think you can get that as well. It got a deeper sense, uh, a deeper feel to it, if if you know what to look, uh, to pick it up. So don't just take it as a uh, you know bland thing. It, it got a lot more to offer. So oh, that, that's nice. why I'm recommending it. All right. Cool. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I'll go next then. So we'll, li- we'll leave good till last. Um, <laughs> my recommendation for <laughs> the it is It's Such a Beautiful Day. It's a bit of a rogue one. I don't is that the Stickman film? That is, that is indeed the Stickman film. Um, it's free at the moment on vimeo um it's only 62 minutes long it's very short it's it's a bit mental it's a bit unorthodox um as you might say but um it it's wow one one of one of the best films i've ever seen straight out of there one of the best really? films i've ever seen um, it hits you in a way that it's just like it's just a stick man on a page yeah. how is it gonna it hit you so hard but it just the animation is unbelievable yeah. Yeah, every part po- every part of it is just brilliant, honestly. I mean I can see mm-hmm. why it's rated so highly in general. Um and the director has a very nice guy, put it out for free on Vimeo. So if you look up it's such a beautiful day free, I'm sure yeah. it'll be somewhere there online. Um and quickly, Definitely. apart from that, I'd like to throw out Tiger King on Netflix. Oh, uh, apparently uh, it's very good it's crazy it's also crazy but crazy in a stupid way i mean it's brilliant it's classic <laughs> netflix it's classic it's very memeable it's very funny it's got great characters in it and it's all true somehow um and yeah i mean i everyone's talking about it so i'm sure people listening mm. have heard of it yeah it's um, been
2: number one on netflix for about three weeks now it's yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly so that's the other thing i throw out i mean very short only four parts an hour each very easy to watch binge um but yeah right mm-hmm. it's
1: um, yeah, let's hear well, it. Well, I
2: wanna—I'm not just gonna sprout my favourite films or anything like that, but I—I I wanna put out, I wanna recommend films that I think that maybe didn't get a massive release or films that you wouldn't watch otherwise that I found absolutely fantastic. Well, there was one film called Lock, um, with Tom Hardy, okay. which—Lock
0: um, with an E on
2: the end, right? Or no? Yeah, Lock with an E, and I'd say, yeah, I think it's one of the best Tom Hardy performances that like I've ever seen. And it's all set in one location about a man in his car. And he basically has to make a lot of phone calls and it just becomes, very, it's one of the most anxiety inducing films that I've seen. Hmm. Um, and then the other film that I'd want to recommend is a film called Take Shelter, um, which is by the director of, he's done a number of like a couple of other good films but um, like he's not a prominent director, and it didn't get a very big release. But it was, it's about a, basically about a construction worker, and he um, kind of becomes a danger to his family as he kind of he like develops mental illness. But it's all up for interpretation. I would definitely recommend that. And um, finally, I just wanted to mention that uh, on Netflix, you've probably seen they've released the, and they are still releasing all the. Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. But the best one they, they don't seem to be they don't seem to want to add um Grave of the Fireflies the best animated film I've ever seen definitely I would definitely. highly
0: recommend my neighbor Totoro the Yeah, it's
2: a lovely film but it's no, nothing on Grave of the Fireflies mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> I think Grave of uh, the Fireflies is the best animation <laughs> of all time. Watch it everyone. Uh yeah,
0: that's the end of the recommendations. All right. Brilliant. All right. Well, this was the I'm Talking Here podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I mean, it's been a long one, to be fair, today, but we've uh, spoken about a lot. Um, We will see you next week or, well, at some point in the near future when we speak about uh, another director, hopefully, another few films, another recommendations. Mm. It's uh, goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Gideon. Mm. Yes, goodbye. I'm like a pointless ending there.
2: Goodbye from, and it's It's good wonderful. Goodbye
1: goodbye from you as well. All right,
0: wonderful. See you guys soon. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) bye. Oh, yeah. Keep safe. Wash your hands and don't touch other people.
2: Yeah, don't touch your face.
0: (laughs) And don't watch the post.